0: Welcome to the second episode of the Healthcare Now podcast. I'm Ron Rotman. When we think of building today, we imagine a large brick and mortar monolithic steel tower with electrical and mechanical closets with cables coming out and wires everywhere. Large boiler rooms in the basement where maintenance teams kind of hide in the dark and play cards. But now, much like our houses that have become smart homes through apps like Nest and Ring, commercial towers and locations are becoming smart buildings that are being managed by what we call the fourth utility. My understanding of the fourth utility is it's the merging of connectivity between both the operational platform and the information technology platforms in settings such as hospitals that can start ensuring we have seamless clinical workflows. Everything's automated and you're walking in and your IoT devices are fully connected and operation seamlessly with little human engagement. In our second episode today, we're joined by Bill McGowan, the Director of Digital Buildings at Cisco Canada. We'll be taking a deeper look into what the fourth utility is around smart buildings, particularly hospitals, and how it has fundamentally shaped healthcare infrastructure and delivery of patient care. Welcome to
1: the pod, Bill. Hey, good morning, Ron, and uh, it's uh, great to be here with you. Um, I'm thrilled uh, to uh, share information with with the audience and I spend a lot of time in the healthcare vertical and uh, everyone listening, uh, what a dynamic and complex and innovative space that you're working in today. And personally, I'd like to thank you and uh, sort of the whole healthcare community for getting, across, uh, getting us across this COVID chasm. So great to be here with you. Can you explain to me what
0: exactly the fourth utility is and why it's the fourth?
1: Okay, well, if I put my my electrical engineering hat on, Ron, um, historically, um, you know, buildings have been designed with uh, uh, power, electricity, uh, the gas side of the house, and water. And if you take a look at a building, and it doesn't matter if it's a hospital or a condominium over your or your home, those are the three primary utilities. But along comes and you touched on Nest and, and Ring, all these smart devices that are showing up, and these devices are now looking uh, to ride and get secured on the fourth utility, which is really the I T O T communications backbone that starts to bring life and new experiences to to uh, to a project. Your focus has been
0: smart real estate over the years, but I'm curious how the fourth utility applies to healthcare.
1: The fourth utility um, is foundational uh, to both the short-term and long-term success of of hospitals, and whether it's a hospital or extended healthcare, um, you know. So, virtual health. Uh, the fourth utility is is really providing new dynamics and value, and and it's important to think about the fourth utility really through two lenses. Uh, number one is you know, as an electrical engineer and a designer of, of um, uh, you know, buildings, um, I look at buildings really through two, two lenses. One lens would be uh, the core and shell of the building. And think of the core and shell as the envelope of the building, the skin of the building, the roof of the building. And and there's dynamics that are getting designed in into this core. But then when you move into the building, depending on what you're actually going to be um, uh, doing on a day-to-day basis in the building, there's this whole concept of, of fitting up the space and making the space uh, do things for you. So the fourth utility is is a, is really foundational, and it's foundational across really uh, four primary pillars. It's it's a foundation that provides connectivity, and we'll we'll talk about connectivity to Internet of Things, but connectivity in 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 two ways. Number one is wirelessly connected to c- connecting to things, and the other uh, connectivity pieces is, is wired. So connectivity is is critical. We're getting a lot of discussions around the uh, concept of resilient power and I'll touch on what that means, but the foundation itself is providing resilient uh, low voltage DC power to the edge. And let's not mistake, or let's not forget the fact that if we're connecting many things across silos, this idea of secure transport and then the integration of data. And Depending on who you are within the healthcare organization, you're going to have different drivers and metrics that are important to you. So, foundationally, the fourth utility will address value in a number of buckets. There'll be the CAPEX bucket, um, operational, can I run the facility at a a lower cost? Um, Energy, carbon, and greening is critical. Fourth utility plays into that. Again, we talk about cybersecurity and data. That that's paramount, and I'll spend a bit of time discussing the idea of how the fourth utility drives optimizing of space utilization and the experience when I'm in space. So it is the foundation. It is an enabler uh, to the performance of buildings and people within buildings. So
0: when did we start seeing the fourth utility make an impact in the healthcare sector?
1: Well, if Sort of looking back on sort of my career path, um, again I come from the electrical side of the house. I've spent much much of my time in the OT uh, OT or operational side in, in building automation, building performance, energy management. Um, I first saw sort of the 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 this opportunity or this new fourth utility coming to market about about twelve years ago, and the the fundamental tipping point 12 years ago was really based on the fact that we started to see more and more devices across different applications becoming smart. And this is a, a subset of Internet of Things. And this idea that things were starting to become smart, they wanted to connect to a network. And this network, as you mentioned, is ITOT-centric. So um, this idea of smart devices, the second component that was very instrumental in the explosion of devices was the concept of having an unlimited number of unique addresses that could connect things. And this is actually technically IPv6 uh, arose. And, and that started the whole discussion around how I could take information from different devices blend them together and start driving new use cases that were meaningful to the stakeholders in the facilities themselves.
0: What can hospitals do today to start preparing the future? I mean, if I look at uh, where we are today in Ontario, a lot of these hospitals are approaching, you know, the 50 plus, some of them, uh, you know, 90 plus years. What can they start doing today to prepare them for the fourth utility?
1: You know the fourth utility. Um, well, first of all, it's 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 pretty unclear uh, on what the the future is 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 holding, uh, but it is clear that groups that have or will embrace this technology enablement platform called the fourth utility will be able to pivot and turn up very easily new new use cases. You mentioned in your introduction the idea that buildings have historically been static and what we're now starting to see is this static structure is starting to morph over into programmability right so i may make a decision on a friday and we saw this in COVID, where people were sent home and and um you know, very quickly, organizations that had the fourth utility, they were able to reprogram their organization, their enterprise network to to um, you know facilitate this this work from home. So programmability um, is is really what's driving this. And so, what I would suggest for organizations today. Um, if you're not involved in a major retrofit or new construction, is I would do a real deep dive on your IT platforms. And I would do a deep dive on your OT platforms. And you may find that your platforms are quite disparate and siloed. And there's different techniques and, and technologies that can start collapsing these silos and allowing you to start turning up more programmability and then that, that leads to the opportunity to um, think about and um, uh, enable your facilities with new use cases, right? Those are great
0: examples and a great kind of scalability showing how a, a foundation, a well-put-in-place foundation, you can build upon that. You know, I'm kind of sitting back and seeing hospitals in various stages of development, but we're definitely seeing the benefits of a smart, connected hospital or connected buildings and the explosion of IoT devices and we're seeing healthcare. But what are the barriers that hospitals are facing in adopting these technologies today? Like, why can't they just turn it on tomorrow? Why, why is it such a long-term process?
1: Yeah, well, actually, um, you know, in a lot of cases, Ron, the, the barriers are not, um, they're not technology. Uh, they're 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 not about geez, are there enough vendors in the market that can you know deliver these solutions? Uh, the barriers that I run into a number of times in you know pre-designed meetings sometimes uh, becomes quite uh, political, sometimes it's cultural and and I joke sometimes we get into a religious discussion and and if if you think about it, we have been. Um, you know, we have been operating in a um, an environment within construction that has been very, very slow moving. Uh, they they actually claim that construction is just below hunting and fishing in terms of innovation, and and a lot of that has to do with people have just done things the same way, and it feels good to do it the same way. And when I say that, it's everything from the design, construction, and operation and so what we're what we're asking and what we're enabling is to sort of break down these silos of of communication, these silos of operations within a building and really front end load, you know, the future of your project through, you know, strategy development, design thinking workshops and literally having everybody at the beginning to map out, you know, where the project is going and and so so the barrier uh, well the key barrier is get everybody early get everybody onto the bus now get them pointed in the correct direction and you would be amazed um of the success you're going to uh to realize
0: shifting gears a little bit and coming to our current situation today around covid-19 and smart infrastructure you know, it's it's a year and a half now where we're in this COVID lockdown and uh, we saw how the healthcare industry responds um, at an infrastructure level. But w- what has COVID done to now, you know, we're a year into it and, and we've learned our lessons. What do you think hospitals are going to do now from what they learned from COVID and do it differently at an infrastructure level or around smart buildings?
1: Yeah, no, th- thanks for the question, Ron, because, you know, when when the world was going into COVID, we well, A, we didn't know it was coming or we we maybe some of us did. But um, it was an absolute wake up call that the things had to change. And we noticed that, um, you know, hospitals uh, were were really getting uh, hit with, uh, you know, a number of pain points when they were going into COVID, they realized that they had to change use cases, but their infrastructure um, lacked programmability. They they couldn't pivot to a, say, a new work from home. Um, a lot of of organizations were getting hammered with data security, right? So the rise of cybersecurity, they hadn't put a cybersecurity plan in place, Um it's amazing um, if we're starting to push uh, you know more remote, we're looking for more bandwidth, you know, video consumption. A lot of organizations weren't prepared on the bandwidth side. And and something that really was prevalent is, you know, here we are, we were working day to day in a in, in in a hospital, a physical infrastructure, and then we were told to work from another location. And Organizations that didn't have a a clear enterprise connectivity experience view in place, uh, they they suffered. And and then the last piece that was was front and center is is organizations that uh, uh, realized that they didn't have ability to scale. Right. So those those pain points have really up the ante as it applies to the importance of the fourth utility as an enabler. And we're just an enabler. We're complementing other partners, uh, other stakeholders, but we are the enabler to start addressing all those pain points moving forward.
0: So do you, do you think now with, with what we learned from COVID, there's a lot of, you know, old structures or buildings that might've prevented, you know, a fourth utility to be put into place, and that now with COVID, we might have learned that we need to remove those barriers or, or do a greenfield site development or a brownfield and restructure. Like, what do we? Do you think this is really going to do some mass investment and spending in in redeveloping hospital sites so that they can become smart hospitals?
1: Absolutely, you know it's paramount now that when we make an investment, we make an investment that future proofs of facility. And we've been talking about facilities lasting 30, 40, 50 years. Um, The idea that if you uh, invest correctly in the four primary utilities, what starts happening is as your needs change, your use cases change across time, you're not going back in and doing a, a heavy lift around retrofit from a CapEx point of view. We're actually really reducing the total cost of ownership um, across time. And and the, the the biggest change that we're seeing from a design and construction point of view is people are um, collaborating at a much higher level. Uh, we're in design thinking workshops in the strategy phase. We're, we're working with HR, with a CFO, the CEO, the nurse, the clinicians. Um, the constructors, the architects, and we're collectively um, using this new opportunity to really decide as a team what is the objective of both the stakeholders and the project itself. And that allows us to shape the design, construct, and operate.
0: Now, it must be beneficial to have the whole kind of every, every stakeholder from every division have their input in, in the design and, and what they want out of it. Yeah, for sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So our last little piece, I wanted to ask, you know, as we reimagine healthcare now, um, you know, what would you say? What are upcoming trends that we're seeing in hospitals or healthcare providers that, um, you know, they should keep in mind that you think will be there in the next year or maybe five years out? Like, what would you think would be the one, the one key component they would need uh, in a hospital room or a doctor's office or an offsite clinic?
1: Well, actually, let me let me answer the question by um, and, and in no uh, specific ranking, but they're all important. There's, um, you know, I've I've uh, jotted down uh, eight key trends and drivers that um, the healthcare organization and and everyone that has input into that organization should keep top of mind. Um, the first one is is this whole idea of the Internet of Things. Everything in your in your in your hospital will become a data platform. Uh, you talk about parking and vending machines. You know, in the patient's room, everything in the patient's room is going to become a data platform. Even down to the devices that the patient has. It could be an Apple Watch. So, IoT platform explosion. More sensing. More sensing. Uh, in in space, noise, temp, humidity, indoor air quality. How does that tie to wellness? So explosion of sensing. Um, of course, with all this sensing, um, there's going to be a higher demand for bandwidth. And this is bandwidth from, say, from a next generation CCTV camera back to central station. Wireless uh, will... Uh, will You'll need a wireless strategy that is is actually getting its arms around different technologies Wi-Fi 6, uh, Bluetooth, Zigbee, Lorawan, 5g. so have a really strong wireless platform strategy. Um, the the whole concept and you talked a bit about this Ron is is integration of data, right What does the integration of data driven by the master technology integrator provide? through new use cases, and those use cases actually being tied to business metrics that will resonate with the different stakeholders. And last but not least is everyone is looking for single pane of glass, mobile applications, single dashboard, and, and that is is a definite trend that uh, all the stakeholders are looking for.
0: So beneficial both for the doctors, clinicians, and, and frontline workers, as well as the patients and visitors attending the hospital. And, and is it kind of like that, that iPhone or, or smartphone, the one central piece of device or, or the iWatch that can kind of you know map their
1: journey around? Are, are we seeing a lot of trends around that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, what you've just done is you've just described the different stakeholders. I mean, um, you know, a hospital has to provide the optimum experience to the doctor, to the nurse, to the patient. Um, What starts becoming very interesting is as a patient, for example, I will start looking at the hospital itself and asking what kind of experience can that hospital provide to me? Do I think I'm going to be happier in that hospital? Do you think I can heal faster in that hospital? And, and the fourth utility and, and IOT sensing and integration is all driving this in building experience. And this experience will, um, uh, each uh, will allow everyone either to perform a better job or for the targeted customer, the patient to have a better experience. So it all, it all boils down to what is, you know, the experience that can be delivered by the physical space. Bill, thanks
0: so much. This has been great. I appreciate your insight. It's always great to talk to you. I certainly learn a lot every time I I hear what's up and coming with technologies. I'm excited about what this can do for healthcare. I see probably the greatest upside than any other sector or industry. Um, Any final thoughts you'd like to share before we sign off?
1: Yeah, you know, I'd like to thank you Ron for the opportunity. I'd like to thank all the listeners uh, for a chance to chat. Um, you know, personally the healthcare team uh, has just uh, done an, a stunning job and I would just ask everyone on the podcast here to like stay focused, and make sure that you, you know, you've got your innovation lens on and uh, you know, tenacity uh, uh goes a long way in this journey that we're going through together and uh, personally, I'd like to thank you. And uh, on behalf of Cisco, we'd like to thank you for the opportunity to meet. And uh, I do look forward, though, uh, to sitting across the table soon and enjoying a a good story and a latte. So, Ron, thank you for for the chance to uh, to meet. Oh, well, and Thank you,
0: Bill, for joining. It's been great. And I look forward to coordinating my parking spot before uh, we meet lunch the next time on my app on my mobile phone. But until then, uh, thanks again for joining. Always a pleasure to talk to you and we'll speak again soon. In our next episode, we'll be welcoming back Dave Yerku, the National Healthcare Lead of Solutions Architecture here at Cisco Canada. We'll be talking to Dave around the evolution of medical device and IoT security. Thanks for stopping by. And until next time, I'm Ron Rotman, and this has been Healthcare Now.